In this episode of Bear Podcast, rest in peace, David Bowie. Organ militia, erotic fanfic. Kink sex saved my life. Gay kiss at the hockey game. And the man who sets himself on fire because of bed bugs. All these in your emails coming up. Stay tuned. Bear Podcast 597. Bigger than the earth, floating through space. Kind of concerns many of us, even gay people. He used to be cute, but that bitch just, she needs to be slight. Strip Cards Against Humanity. And it's Sunday night, did you do the sing-along with Sound of Music? One of them is gay, and the other is straight. I'm so gay. Apparently he became gay. It might be a source of sexually positive pleasure. We worked on it, we had pleasure, that's, that's great. That's how it's done. Welcome everyone to Bear Podcast. I am Nard. And I'm Ray. Yes, welcome to episode 597. It's a Monday, January 11, 2016. It's the second episode of the year. And actually, it's a... Uh, which, <laughs> you, you, I should show the house right now because it's still Christmas here. <laughs> well, Epiphany just got here on Tuesday of last, uh, this, uh, last week. So or Wednesday of last week, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So you're okay. It's still Epiphany, okay. Yeah, yeah. in town for about a week, you know. Yeah. I was I was in uh, New Orleans last weekend. I came from Wizard World Comic Con in New Orleans, and guess who I had a photo up with? Um, Leonard Nimoy. No, he is dead. Yes, but just New Orleans, his ghost could be there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, I had a photo up with uh, William Shatner. So. I thought I was the first one, and then I figured, he said, photo op starts at 11, 11 a.m., and then I was at the uh, autograph area. I was the first one, so I was thinking, there's something wrong here. I come, how come I'm the first one here? And then I realized, this is the autograph section, not the photo op oh, section. So I had to go to the photo op section, and then, oh, this is a long line already. People already lining up, and then there was a, probably a few hundred people just mm-hmm. wanting to have a picture with him. So, and how much did that picture at Queen Billy cost? You don't want to know. I don't want to say that on on air. <laughs> it's a lot, but it was it was worth it. You know why? Because I stole a video. I got a video of me having a picture with him. So, oh, okay. it's for real. So, some friends I, I sent a picture uh, of my uh, my photo up with uh, with uh, William Shatner, and people were saying, hey, that, that looks fake. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those cardboard things. Yeah. yeah. So what he did was... Well, to, they just walk him in and prop him up anymore, don't they? Yeah, he, he does look like a cardboard. He, he, looks, he looks like cardboard anyway. Yeah, too much makeup and everything. Anyway, so I did go in, and, and it was just bam, bam, bam. Five seconds per person. Once you stand, you get, a, you get out. So it was no, nice to meet you, Mr. Shatner. Not, no, nothing. No, just just a, a look and a smile, and then you can't even say hi, or because every it's it, it's like a you know a, a conveyor belt. Yeah. Just go, picture, go, picture, go, picture, go. So yeah, I it's barely like five iPhone seconds. iPhone assembly line in China. That's right. But you know what I did? Okay, so I was kind of sneaky. So I have my bag and everything, but I was already recording on my phone, and then there was a. And then I saw, oh, there's a table right across where, where William Shatner is. So I said, okay, can I pop my bag here? Because I have a bag and everything. Okay, sure. My jacket and bag. So I put it down. But then it propped up my camera. So I was able to take a video of me yeah. and William Shatner. 
So yeah, it, it was it was cool. Uh, well, I shared that pic that you sent of the two of y'all together. Mm-hmm. A certain young person that was here this weekend. Uh huh. They're like, "Who is that?" <laughs> is that? Oh my god! Bam! Get out! Get out. <laughs> I packed their shit up and threw them out the front door. I did not have that time for that kind of negativity in my life. <laughs> Just did not have time for that kind of negativity in my life. <laughs> Poor guy. Anyway, so yeah, it was a, it was a fun con, and then I got to see Scott Wilson. He he played Herschel in uh, the Walking Dead series, and of course, the topic was of course Zombies. zombie apocalypse. And what would you do? People were going up, you know, uh, to the microphones as, asking, uh, "What do you do when you do this? Uh, how do you feel about this and that? How do you feel about Maggie and Glenn having a baby? You know." And then you know his answer is, what? he said, "Oh, that's great. That's okay. Yeah, that that's great that they have a baby. It's gonna be zombie food later on." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the audience kind of laughed about that. But then, of course, he was there not only because of of um, of uh, Walking Dead. He was also talking about uh, Damien. You've been hearing about that, Damien, his uh, horror uh, TV series. It's like thirty years after. The Damien movies, movies from uh, before, because he was a kid then. Now he's a grown up. So is Herschel playing him as a grown up. No, I think he's one of the characters, supporting characters with oh, Damien, okay. something like that. I'm I'm not sure yet. I'm sure he's not going to play Damien. He's too old for <laughs> thirty years after. He he's been in the movie business for fifty years, so I don't yeah. think I don't think he's 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 uh, yeah. going to be Damien. Anyway, it was really fun. Uh, I I hung out with. With Ed and Ch- and Chuck, so shout out. They were wearing Star Trek. I saw uniform. your little Star Trek uniform. There, yeah. Ed, Ed looked great, and uh, Chuck looked great. But but and and Ed looked. Uh, he was wearing shades. Everybody thought, "Oh, it's Jody LaForge." Jody LaForge. <laughs> yeah, so it was pretty cool. And there are so many ninjas. So, sorry, not ninjas. Jedi's. There's so many Jedi's. Of course, there are many. There are many. Uh, uh, cosplay. I'm talking about cosplay. Uh, there were many rays. R-E-Y, not this Ray, but <laughs> many Ray, hey. the female Ray. And Girl. there's a lot, of course, lots of Kylo Ren and lots of, of uh, Obi-Wan, you know, Jedi and everything. And yeah. um, it's pretty cool. Uh, there's a Wonder Woman. There was a uh, Iron Man. Oh, there's, there are Daleks. You can actually ride a Dalek. There is one that you can go inside. We don't for- never know about your sexual excavates it. No, 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 that, that kind. Oh, my God. That's a very vague. <laughs> Are you talking about ejaculate, ejaculate? <laughs> no, that, that's a very vague. I don't know if our audience have, remember that, that, that episode. But anyway, it was, you can, if, if, you, if you watch, if you guys watch uh, Doctor Who, he, yeah, he was a, there's a Dalek there. You walk around and you roll inside it and then there are controls. You, you move around you, for 10 so minutes. You can move the toilet, the toilet plunger. Yes, you can. You can move the toilet plunger. <laughs> Anyway, so that was my weekend. It was great. Uh, I had fun. I, I only had tickets for two days. And uh, I don't know, 10,000, 20,000? There's so many people who came. I'm sure it was packed. It was really packed. It's not as big as as, uh, as uh, San Diego Comic Con, but there was a lot of people. There's a lot of people. And I bought some comic books. I, remember, I just remember. I bought some X-Men, some X-Men, uh, X-Men comic books. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 So it's my, one of my favorite series anyway. Do they preview any TV shows or movies while you No, not no, not at all. It's all panels. They didn't preview anything. Like I said, it's not as big as San Diego. Because San Diego Comic Con they would always have these uh, 
previews of of upcoming uh, series, of upcoming season of uh, The Flash or whatever. But we didn't have any of those. It's mostly panels. Do uh, What are you going to do with the zombie apocalypse? What do you need to do? Get water, stuff like that. Common sense stuff. Mm-hmm. And then there's one for a Q&A for... Um, for uh, what do you call this? How to create props and create uh, masks and everything. And there's one that I attended. TV shows that became comic books. You see that? See 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 mm-hmm. what they did there? It it's it's a it's different from there's a comic book that became a TV show. So like Star Trek, like Buffy the Vampire, Vampire Buffy Slayer, the Vampire Slayer, um, Firefly. Firefly, yeah. So it was a TV show, a series, but then they continued it on comic books. Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so uh, let's. There's also comic books that became TV shows that became became TV uh, like like The Flash. Yeah. <laughs> the Flash became a TV and show Shinara and then became a comic book. Premiered last week. <laughs> the what? Shannara Chronicles that premiered last week. That was a comic book. That's a comic book too. Oh yeah, that's right. The Shannara one. Anyway, yeah, they were mentioned. They mentioned that too, Shannara. And yeah, it's very interesting. And these are people who are working at libraries. They're saying that these comic books are available here at the, li- at the New Orleans Library. It's pretty cool. Anyway, so those are the panels I attended. And food wasn't so great. You know, it's not even New Orleans food. You know, chicken fingers and everything. So I didn't enjoy oh, the food too much. It was a convention center. It's a convention. Uh, well, not like the one in Houston. They have pasta. They have uh, chicken Alfredo. They have they have uh, uh, marinara sauce. I, I mean, here, you know, in the conventions here in Houston, they serve those. But over there, it's just hamburgers and and you know, like like because um, they're covered. Their conventions are basic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then um, basic. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. That it was a lot of fun. I'm going again next year. It depends. Mike, Mike, Mike. Buy me another ticket. Maybe, Maybe. we should go. Yeah. Ray, you should go too. You should check it out. Yeah. Okay, Ray, so how about you? Oh um, God, I have game night here at the house. We played Canasta like all Mexican women. So, Julio got butt hurt because he didn't win. <laughs> Sorry. Poor Ryan gets a hard time from Julio. Oh, really? He was giving him a hard time. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? He kept saying Pretty that, much, right? Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. I played Canasta once or twice maybe. I played it once on one game night that I got invited rarely. I mean, just once in my lifetime. And then, well, That's because you're always so busy and can't commit. Yeah. Well, there was a time that I could commit. I could commit this weekend. And there was one time it was Super Bowl and we were playing Canasta also. I think we were doing, doing it at Johnny's and uh, we were watching uh, Super Bowl at their, their place. And then... I played Canasta as well. That's one of the last times I played. I, think, oh, I played twice in my life. So. We had a game at Julio's last weekend. And it was just a few different people. And we taught Ryan and Jason how to play. And then this weekend, I was like, hey, Martin, why? Y'all want to come join us play Canasta? Because that's who we used to play Canasta with all the time. And we kind of got out of that. We broke the habit. So, Oh, yeah. But that's about the extent of my, other than trying to teach Ryan how to drive. Oh, that's right. How did that go? I understand what parents go through now. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. But I did a lot of this jerking in the car. <laughs> the stuff, you know. Yeah. Anyway, okay. So 
I, I like to talk about one, an electronic device that it's in the garage right now. Can I talk about that briefly? You can talk about it briefly. Okay. Let's not bring up bad memories. Why? Was it bad memories? Because it died on me. Oh, yeah. but And it's... it wanted $1,200 to fix it. Yeah, but inside it, inside it is, is data that can live again. We hope. Oh, we hope it will work. If the hard drive didn't get fried. We can check. We can check later. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's why I got it out. Anyway, so I, I, I could probably say that HEM could live again. I know. Those are on other drives. Oh, there's another drives? Oh, forget it then. Yeah, they're on other drives. <laughs> this is just like video. I think this is personal videos, music, and photos. What? And All yeah. along I was thinking the, the uh, porn was there. No, that's on other drives that I got. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. Okay, what we're talking about is this. Uh, is this. Uh, yeah, My no, iMac. Uh, race iMac. Died like five years ago. It got hit by lightning that came through the internet, through the phone, cable modem. Yeah, I had AT and T Universe, and it fried the Mac, and the TV, and the modem, and yeah. everything else. Luckily, I had insurance on the TV. It was only six, seven months old, so they fixed, they replaced the motherboard on it. But I took the Mac in to Apple, and they're like, "Oh, it's going to probably take about twelve hundred dollars." Forget it. Twelve hundred dollars, I can go buy a new. You one. can buy a new one. I know exactly. So here, get the hard drive in. Yeah, and then Ryan, then Ryan was like, "Well, you know, you can order parts, and we can fix." I was like, "No, no, no, no." We're not, done. Not worth it. We're laying it at rest. Yeah. We're taking the heart out and we're putting it to rest. That's right. Anyway, before before we go on with our with our next top uh, next topics, I would like to do a shout out to Ben from Maine. I know you're uh, probably listening to this right now because I found out that uh, he wants to listen to the show yesterday. Oh wait, the other day, last last Sunday, last Saturday. So yeah, shout out Ben. <laughs> Okay, so uh, before we go to that article that you added in, I would like to talk about the sad news about our loss of a great artist, an awesome actor and and uh, musician, David Bowie. He died at sixty nine uh, years old, and uh, he's a, he's an icon and legend. So rock legend uh, David Bowie. Uh, passed away on Sunday at the age 69 after an 18-month battle with cancer. The news was con- confirmed on Bowie's official Facebook and Twitter accounts. The announcement on social media uh, came in the early hours of Monday morning, shocking many around the world. Bowie reportedly passed away while surrounded by his family. So uh, may he rest in peace. He's a great uh, artist. What, what You know, I posted something on Facebook about, you know, I used to watch David Bowie's music videos. He's just, I, I, I could just remember all his music videos. It's just uh, fascinating. And back in the 80s, we would even record it in Betamax. And I would watch it over and over again alongside with Santana and the U, in U2, The Cure and everything. So David Bowie is one of the mix. And, and um, David, yeah, he, I, what, what is, what's one of his songs? Let's Dance. Let's dance. Um, I came put on your red 80s, shoes and put dance. dance in the eighties. But my big memory of him was from Labyrinth. Also Labyrinth, definitely. And The Hunger. Oh, okay. Which I can't was remember basically the what American Horror Story is kind of stolen from. Oh, okay. So yeah, Labyrinth. He was a great choice for a, the Goblin King, don't you think? Mm-hmm. He was a good Goblin King, and 
But I'm just looking at his internet database stuff. Oh my God, he's done. The list goes on and on. He was on all kind of TV shows, all kind of movies. Life on Mars, he was on that. I mean, he's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, very, very. So he's very prolific. Well, they were talking about him that he was more than just a singer. He was an artist, a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, how he influenced Madonna and Lady Gaga and all the modern people about having an image and about that you can recreate your image like he did so many times. Oh, yeah. You stay this stuck one thing for all your life. So. He keeps changing stuff. He does. He did a lot of ads. He's got. He's just transform. He transforms every time. He's an artist. He really is. So yeah. Uh, may rest in peace, David Bowie. You'll be remembered as a great artist and uh, actor and everything. So. All right. Let's move on to. All right. What's more fun? Than a gay bear militia taking over in Oregon. Okay. Uh, this is all over Facebook. And they posted a picture of that Bundy guy. And he's... I, I should have... I, I, I would admit. That, well, you know, the he's joke is wolfy. it's he's a, bear a bear run. It's like a bear run. I mean, that's the joke. It's the bear run militia. It's a bear run militia. So, but out of this, there's all this erotic fanfic that's come up. Mm-hmm. So, I thought we'd read some of the top ones that have got... Popped up on Twitter and a couple of the others. So, would you like to take the first one, maybe? Okay, so Jason pressed Jed against a rack of birds of Oregon books. His breath was sweet with jerky. Oh. They huddled together for warmth. No, that's it. That's just one. That's, that's just it. one. That's it. Oh, okay. So these one line zingers on Twitter. Oh, okay. What's the other one? All right. They huddled together for warmth. The code of Amon's Ruger twenty-two against Brian's naked thighs and a thrill up his spine. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> it's hashtag Bundy erotic fanfic. Fan fiction, okay? yeah. So Zeke kissed his tears away and shushed him, exploring his warmth. We, he bre- uh, breathed, have all the snacks we need. <laughs> okay. All right. You're hurt, Jason whispered. That Huster has bruised your shoulder. I'm fine, said Amon. No, it needs massaging. <laughs> Amon's breath quickened at the sound of rustling denim and Velcro and fastening. Just looking isn't a sin, he thought. That's cute. Amon and Jed's passion smoldered like 50,000 acres of illegally backburned federal grazing land. I don't want the government, the government's hands all over my freedom, Cletus whispered. Cletus! What about these hands? Said, um, said Amon right, raggedly. Did you bring condoms, Jed whispered? Not to worry. We're protected by the First and Second Amendment, Amon replied. <laughs> okay, so that's a hashtag Bundy erotic fanfic on, uh, yeah. on Twitter if you guys want to see. So go check it out. There's some pretty funny ones in there. So... What's going on there? There, it's been two weeks. I, I read, I read the shopping list, and they want. Apparently, there's a there's a discussion because some people want Miracle Whip and some people want mayonnaise. So, okay. And just said them dicks. All I got to say, if they wasn't white, they'd have been and blowed that damn place up. They're all, yeah. That's true. I mean, who can deny that? I mean, what do you think, Mark? <laughs> 
give us your San Antonio opinion on that one. But <laughs> yeah, I think right. that's true. I think it. I think everybody just sitting back and because of this, they're kind of laughing out there, like, well, "What are y'all going to do?" I know. So what are they? They're just there. Well, they're asking people for. Well, for... they took this place over to protest some ranchers that were going to jail because they did some stuff and got busted for it. Well, that was years ago, yeah. And they were like, they shouldn't have to go to jail, and blah, 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 and it's the government being oppressive. So they go in and take over this preserve area stuff and nature preserve, and they're sitting there, and they didn't bring food, and they didn't do this. And then they're posting and texting friends saying, hey, can you – asking asking people on their Facebook page or, or wherever or social media – to bring us some snacks. Yeah. And there the, there's these memes that are coming out. Hey, you got guns. Go go hunt for your snacks. <laughs> yeah. The best one was uh somebody took uh uh Michelle Obama and she said and it was her holding a picture. Those snacks better be healthy. <laughs> That's right. Anyway, so there's a long list. Like they want underwear, they want tampons for the girls there, they want uh, what else? They have um like I said earlier, mayonnaise and and Miracle Whip, and obviously they did not plan. They didn't really plan. I don't know. I, I it's just I don't know. It's just dumb. I mean, I, it is stupid. And and either and the only way it's going to come in is they they're going to shut everything down, and somebody's going to go in and they, people are going to get shot and hurt, and it's going to be even a bigger deal. Or they're just going to let them finally give up and then they'll arrest them. So yeah, they should just arrest them all or yeah. something. So. Anyway, so let us know what you think. Joining us today is my friend Ron Seracia from Prendicat. Welcome to the show again. It's always Sorry. a pleasure to have you, Ron. Oh, it's a pleasure <laughs> to talk with you again and, uh, and as always. And uh, once again, I'd like to thank you for uh, what I would say is the service that you do for the community. It's really um, when the history uh, of uh, Beardom is written, uh, it would be incomplete if uh, they had not listened to uh, all of the Bear podcasts. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, You're yeah, it's it's been it's been uh, yeah. I uh, the last time I saw you was actually uh, um, when Bear Week in Provincetown. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. You were helping out uh, Wayne Hoffman, and uh, we were there. We just it's just yeah. Uh, Wayne's Wayne's book uh, had come out, um, an older man that takes place in um, in Provincetown, and you interviewed him, and I was sort of uh, in, in slightly in the background, uh, <laughs> but you did the video there, was <laughs> because we were you were interviewing him, and you didn't there wasn't a copy of his book right there uh, display, and so I I you know tried to discreetly put one in the uh, in the screen there, so. Yeah, it's a good thing. I, yeah, then I got one too from him. Yes, but Wayne's, uh, I'm so proud of Wayne's books and um, and uh, they've done very well. Yes, very well. That's very good. Yes. Okay, so right now, uh, we did, uh, you did, um, uh, I did get to read a little bit of uh, Biggest Lover, but okay, so to, to, to our audience, uh, Ronnie has a, has a new book coming out. It's called The Biggest Lover. And of course, it's, uh, for the, it's uh, coming out from Bear. Uh, Bones books and um, so tell us about the biggest lover in, in your own words. Oh, sure. Well, it's uh, Bare Bones books twenty uh, eighth uh, title. Wow. Uh, we've been publishing now for seven years, and uh, this is a, a really exciting and groundbreaking anthology of uh, erotica, men's erotica 
that is geared for uh, big men and the men who love them. Uh, the subtitle of The Biggest Lover is Big Boned Erotica, Big Boned Men's Erotica for Chubs and Chasers. <laughs> so, oh, and right. uh, it has uh, 21 stories. Uh, it's an anthology. So, uh, we have authors from all over uh, North America and also from Britain. And uh, it's, a, it's a really exciting book. It is, actually. And I, I've been reading <laughs> some of it. And I, I, on the pre-show, we're just talking about it. It's really kind of uh, gets me aroused. These books is really working as an erotica book, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I meant by exciting. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. <laughs> aroused. And I mean, look, that's... Uh, it's a it's a book that is an, it, that erotica is its intention is to stimulate you know mm -hmm. to uh, to um, to excite uh, sexually uh, the reader <laughs> and the and at the same time of course uh, as I read this I could really see the talent of people that uh, uh, they actually have a um, the way they describe things the way they they um, they, they build up to it, and it's, I could see the talent of how descriptive they could be, and uh, like like furball and the man of substance. That, that, those, those are the uh, uh, the excerpts, that, the the ones that I've been reading, and and it, it's really good. And what, what, a big question is, where where do you get these guys? I mean, are these your? <laughs> I'm so I'm so intrigued by these talent that yeah. you get. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much, and I'm and I'm really glad to hear that. Uh, so far, uh, the stories that you've read have uh, have um, really interested you. <laughs> so, and you know, before I talk about where I get people, you know, where I get my writers, um, I, I you know, I I, I want to say that you know, it, it's not just about a certain kind of it, it's not just about getting a boner or, or stim, <laughs> stimulating yes. yourself in that way. You know, as you will see, as uh, you know, through throughout many of the stories, particularly the contemporary ones, the ones that are in contemporary settings, um, because there are some like historical or fantasy uh, stories. There's a wide variety of genres, mm -hmm. but you'll see that they deal with the um, really deep issues of body shame, of fat shaming of, uh, you know, self-acceptance. There are really actually some very deep uh, emotional issues that, uh, that the characters um, explore. And so um, I, I don't want to short shrift that aspect of it, too. I mean, I think people will find, um, especially Chubbs, that, uh, that fat is not only affirmed, it's celebrated, mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's eroticized. So, uh, and, uh, I, I think people will, you know, uh, you know, be, a, I, I, you know, particularly in the Chubb community and, and I, to be honest, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fairly new to, uh, this part of the bear community, wow. um, you know, or actually you could argue that, you know, bear community is a, uh, air or a, you know, a subset of Chubb community because, mm -hmm. uh, the Chubb, uh, girth and mirth was around before any beer clubs were. Mm -hmm. Um, so in any case, I, you know, people will, will find, uh, people will find themselves, uh, bears will find themselves affirmed 
as well as uh, celebrated. And um, I think people will find something, you know, uh, to suit their tastes, you know, in a variety of different genres. Yeah. That said, where I get my writers from, <laughs> my very talented writers, I, uh, I, you know, this is my uh, ninth anthology, erotic anthology, and um, I, I edited the book under my erotica pseudonym, uh, which is R. Jackson. That's basically just R, my first initial, and my middle name. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but in any case, um, uh, so... I, I, you know, I have a lot of writers uh, that I depend on who are always happy to contribute to, uh, you know, uh, or submit a, a story to my uh, my anthologies. Mm -hmm. And that was true of this one. But that wasn't really enough, you know. So I had to put out a, an open call for submissions to the public and, you know, publish it on blogs and websites like Lambda Literary Foundation and, and such. And then, um, you know, sometimes it's not so much fun reading amateur work, but <laughs> then you still do get a lot of really interesting and, and worthwhile submissions. And so, uh, so that makes up, uh, you know, another big part of um, where the stories come from. Yeah. You know, um, I'm interested about um, uh, the pub the publishing thing because, you know, Ray here, right? my uh, co-host Ray, uh, yeah. he's not here right now, but then he Hi, he's actually an aspiring <laughs> writer. Uh, if you don't even know that, he's actually trying mm -hmm. to uh, do some some writing himself. And let, let's just say he has an erotica, erotica story and yeah. he wants to submit it. What, what is the process? Can one submit to you just uh is there some kind of screening that needs to be done and uh some back and forth yeah, yeah. T tell us tell us the process well most of my anthologies are based on themes and so um i mean the first three uh Berotica anthologies that i edited were, were sort of general but now uh increasingly um like my uh my the anthology that I did before this one was hibernation that was specifically poetry. The one before that was uh, tales from the den, which was specifically horror and um, spooky, scary stories, supernatural stories. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I I usually am really looking for something kind even more specific than just uh, erotic stories for bears mm -hmm. now. So, but, uh, uh, you know, when I, when I do have, when we do have a call for submissions for an anthology, um, there, uh, we always publish it on our website, which is, uh, barebonesbooks.com. That's B-E-A-R-B-O-N-E-S-B-O-O-K-S. -E mm -hmm. And so we always, you know, and, and I also try to publish it, uh, to, you know, the, to the bear pages on Facebook and, you know, the, the groups and such. Um, and, and use as much social media that I can so that anyone who might be interested in contributing to one of these uh, anthologies uh, has the opportunity to. I see. Okay. So, um, you, I, I, you know what, Ron? I always think of you as a, a book machine. You really get these out <laughs> really fast and everything. And, and uh, it feels like every year you have something coming out. 
So uh, fast? I don't think so exactly. Think so? I mean, you know, you don't really see the the months and months of sort of cogitating about the idea and who would I ask to do and <laughs> and so, then and so, then you know the call for submissions goes out and uh, it's you know maybe eight months uh, that. I'm collecting stories, but then I don't get enough stories. And so then I have to put out the call for submissions to other people. So then it's another nine months. So it's really, I mean, this, uh, this particular book has been in the works for at least four years. Oh, really? Okay. I think it, uh, it felt like it's, it's, it's more often than that. Oh, I see. Right. So that, no, that's well, pretty, that's I, pretty much how I, long but it is. But I do have projects planned, you know, from year to year. I try, I try to have, uh, you know, uh, Bare Bones Books publishes three titles a year, but they're not they're not just mine. I, I try to bring out a book every year. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So um, which is great. I mean, that that's a that's a way to do it. I think you, you keep people uh, interested, people who are are into erotica. It's not always erotica, though. Right. That you that you. Um... Well, I, mo more recently, I had uh, two uh, collections of body Turkish folk tales mm -hmm. okay. um, that uh, that I came out with. So I have other I have interests other than erotica yeah. and, and such. And I, you know, as you know, I edited a collection of poetry, um, and and so I do. You know, I've also you know uh, you know received uh, three. Lambda Literary Award nominations for my uh, nonfiction anthologies. Oh. So I'm really, I'm not really a, a genre specific kind of guy. So you know, my taste as an editor widely, you know, uh, vary. Um, because otherwise, you know, I, I, I it, uh, it gets kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to diversify the so, Yeah, you know. So okay. It's just like I yeah, and to bring up something topical. It's just like you know. I I remember you know. I just saw uh, an interview with David Bowie. Oh, uh, that's right. And he was talking about it how every project that he worked on it was just slightly outside of his comfort range, something outside of his previous experience. You know, and and that's what really you know he felt like made him an artist that he was willing to. Um, to continually, um, uh, you know, run run along the margins, and yep. so to and so to speak. And I mean, I, I could hardly compare myself to a, a genius like him, but um, artistically, um, but in my uh, humble way, that you know, I try to do the same thing. I try to come up with books, and and this is it, it, it's actually kind of astounding to me that in 2016. This should be the first book of uh, uh, erotica for uh, men uh, who uh, chubs and chasers. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I would have thought someone else would have come up with it before. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, so you know. Yeah. So when is this coming out? Uh, so it's Valentine. The official release date is Valentine's Day, uh, February fourteenth. Okay. And uh, but. Um, I've I just received my my copies in the mail and it's beautiful. I'm just I have one oh, in I, my hands. I wish I could show it to you. It's just I, it's I, a, I it's a the gorgeous cover cool. and uh, the design is really beautiful. And 
Okay, so I, I should ask, is, is this somebody I know? <laughs> the, uh, the cover, <laughs> the picture in the back. Oh, I don't even know. Oh, you don't I, know? <laughs> I, I rarely, the, the, usually the publisher and the designer um, come up with a cover. Uh-huh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I have input into it, but I didn't, I, I didn't choose the model and such. <laughs> Actually, I, it's, uh, honestly, I had been advocating for... Um, uh, for someone non-white to be uh, uh, featured on one of our covers, mm-hmm. it, it, since, yeah. since uh, diversity is a concern for me. Yeah. I mean, on the inside, I mean, we have uh, a contribution from a transman. We have uh, uh, two stories by women, mm-hmm. and uh, we have uh, uh, two stories by um, uh, black uh, writers and. Two stories by um, uh, Latino uh, writers. I see. Wow. So you know, really have been trying to make an effort to um, you know show the community in as many diverse uh, ways as possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about uh, 2016. So, what's what are your plans for? Uh, what's your future plans for Bare Bones Books? Well, we have two um, we have two books coming out uh, from uh, our most popular author Jeff Mann, uh, and uh, the first book is called Country, which is about a uh, basically a a, a a bear who's a country singer, a, a popular country singer who comes out, and uh, so what happens in in his life, um, and then. Uh, for Halloween, uh, that's supposed to, that that's supposed to come out in time for uh, Bear Week, mm, okay. uh, in in late May or early June, I believe. Uh, and for Halloween, uh, Jeff Mann uh, has uh, prepared uh, a novel called uh, Insatiable, which is based on a character, his uh, vampire bear character. <laughs> Oh, that, that was the subject. It was uh, was the subject of the um, his book uh, Desire and Devour, uh, which was collect- was a collection of short stories uh, using the same character, the bear vampire uh, Derek, whose uh, name is Derek McLean. That would be and, so uh, interesting. Oh, so, but this is supposed to be a. This is I. I have not read either of his books yet. His okay. uh, the drafts of them, uh, even though they're primarily finished. Mm-hmm. But uh, we can expect that from Bare Bones Books. Awesome. And then uh, next year, I'm I'm anticipating uh, not from Bare Bones, but from our our father publisher, uh, Lethe Press. Um, uh, Bare Bones is uh, is an imprint of Lethe Press, so I'm planning to do an erotica, uh, another erotica anthology, which is basically a second volume of uh, uh, bisexual men's erotica mm-hmm. called by men, by guys. By sorry. guys. Yeah. That's interesting. So, God, you got to be busy this year. Wow, that's awesome. I, uh, I, I have to try to at least try to earn my keep. <laughs> that's um, right. <laughs> okay, so uh, I guess yeah, the big book right now, The Biggest Lover, it's going to be out on February 14th, and it's going to be available... Uh, uh, on a bare bones books, 
And uh, where else? Where else is it going to be in Amazon? Where, where is can, this going to be? It's already available? listed on Amazon. In fact, you can order it. Uh, it's available for pre-publication order. And uh, I'm not entirely sure, but Amazon should probably start sh since I, you know, uh, we have our copies in hand. Uh, Amazon should Amazon distribution should be getting their copies in next week. Which means by the end of the month, uh, people can order and uh, copies will be shipped out. Okay. So um, that that's my understanding, and then it it'll also be carried on uh, Kindle as well as on uh, uh, Goodreads and Smashwords. Um, if people uh, like uh, our page, uh, Bare Bones Books, um, on Facebook. Uh, we will be having some free giveaways of digital uh, copies of the book. Awesome. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it, it, eventually it'll be available in all digital formats as well as uh, soft cover. Okay. Yeah, and, of well, course, looking forward to it. you can always order the book from your local brick-and-mortar bookstore. I have to say that. <laughs> yeah, you have to do that most of the time. Oh. So, okay. So, well... It, I, I'm looking forward to uh, finishing this book, and uh, yeah, you know, but I hope uh, everything goes well <laughs> on, the, on your launch on February 14th. Thank you. Well, I I hope um, uh, I hope you read as far uh, so that you have a uh, see one of the happy endings. <laughs> it feels like each chapter is a happy ending, <laughs> or it has a happy ending. I don't know. That's good. Well, it's good to know. Uh, I feel like my job is. Is done. That's right. <laughs> All <laughs> Thank right. you so much for having me, Nard. It's yes. great talking with you as always. And I will see you uh, at Bear Week this year. Uh, probably not. I, I, oh. I mean, there's other plans, but um, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. But we'll see. Uh, right. We'll see what happens. I think uh, if plans change, then probably we can go. Thank you so much, Ron. It's always exciting to have you on the show. Oh, thank you, Nard. Oh, Take okay. care. Take care. Next time for the gay, the geek, and the bizarre. All right, for our gay article here, it's an article that was posted on the Gay Geek Bizarre Facebook page. And it says here, after my HIV diagnosis, kink, se kink sex saved my life. So, okay, it, it, it's an interesting article because, you know, it, it has a positive, positive side to this. Okay, so just the first paragraph of the article. When I found out I was HIV positive, I knew I was going to die. This was in September 2013. Doctors told me I was going to be fine, that HIV is now a livable illness. A close friend took his pill from his shirt pocket and said, this is your HIV, this is it. And I didn't listen. So it is a long article. It's, it's just a, it's a guy who was um, uh, uh, relating his story that uh, kink saved his life. So I just did some bullet points of, you know, some, some of the... Uh, the uh, points of his uh, story. So when he found out he was positive, he would go through grinder and and scruff to hook up. Okay, so he would just furiously scroll up and down. So he would always bear back without telling their status. It's really bad, you know. You hook up with someone, you don't tell your status. Or why do you even? I, I don't know. People hook up because of because they they, they want nobody questions nobody stuff. questions it, or maybe they're in prep. And, of course, he was just doing zombie sex at that point. Like, he's just zonked out. He just want to have sex left and right because he doesn't care anymore. 
And he later realized that he wasn't going to die. When he wakes up in the morning with a trick or anything, he realized that he's not really going to die because it's like a, like everybody says, uh, like the, what the doctor would say also, that uh, it's a livable uh, disease now. And you just need to you know watch what you're, uh, what you're taking. So he thought about kink. Just all of a sudden, he just thought about kink. And it does not necessarily involve anal sex. So... He turned to that. So he used to have a dom uh, friend, a dom, dom, dominant friend. What's the reverse of dom? Sub. sub. So dominant, sub. Okay. So he was a sub for dom. Okay. But he stopped seeing him when he was diagnosed with HIV. After this realization that he had, he continued with the dom and they became close friends. So they continued on. So he would tie him up and... and uh, <laughs> Ray's giving a thumbs up. <laughs> he would tie the dumb would tie him up and you know do anal sex on sex on him and and he would he would, he would have mind blowing sex, you know. So that's what they did. And through kink, he did rediscover the positive outlook on sex. He said, it's just a matter of choosing life, and that's that, that's what he did. And I guess that is an option for people who are HIV positive, and if they don't. They're worried about, uh, you know, infecting other people. Although they are safe and everything, they try to be safe whenever having sex. Their alternative is to just do kink sex. They would do uh, sensory deprivation. They would do mummification. They would do bondage. Uh, what else? What am I missing? Uh, There's a million things. That well, give me bad. a few. Give me one. I, I said, I said, uh, sensory depri deprivation, mummification. Uh, uh, actual being tied up. Oh, uh, electrocution. Yeah, that's one. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, electrocution. And what else? I don't think there's electrocution. Well, that electrocution, but it's more like uh, violent wand. Yeah, violent wands. It's it's like shocking. And what else? And there's electro, which is totally different. Electro. What's electro? It's like where they they use stuff to make your muscles contract. Oh, that's usually for exercise. Doctors do that, don't they? Yeah. Where did they put it? All over. All over. What did they put it in their balls? Well, it's usually done on either a butt plug and on your butt or on your penis so you kind of self-ejaculate without doing it. <gasps> oh, God, that sounds painful. See, it is not painful. It is not painful. <laughs> How do you know, Ray? I'm all-knowing. You're all-knowing. Yeah. It's not you just know or I you experienced know. it. I just know. You just know. Have you seen someone use those electrode things on yes. their penis? Really? And what what's what what do you okay. What what's the sensation? I don't know. It's it, not being used on me. But uh, they orgasmed. Really? Yes. You never asked a person. Okay. Or uh, audience, if you ha if you have experiences, let us know if you have uh, tried electrocution in your penis. That equipment is out of my price range. Oh really? That's expensive. Yeah. I yeah. thought that's one of those you buy from you. No, no, no. The basic stuff starts off at like two or three hundred dollars for a basic electro unit, and then you have to buy all the cords, and then you have to buy the implements. Is this the one you, you? There's a potentiometer. You just jack it up all the way up. Is that, that kind of thing? No, it's not like that. No, it's not like that. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, I know one of those that you, you know not what you talk about. So stop now. That's why I'm asking. If you know a lot of it, you're gonna tell. 
this is Bear Podcast, not BDSM Podcast. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Maybe that's taken already. Okay, Ray, let's go to the okay, next story. On to our next little gay story. Gay couple lock lips at NH- uh, National Hockey League and kiss on cam. A gay couple reportedly made history Friday, becoming the first same-sex couple to smooch it up on a kiss cam in NHL history, according to OutSports. Brad Parr and Andy Evans told OutSports they were secretly hoping to be caught on the big screen Friday night when the Los Angeles Kings played the Toronto Maple Leafs in the Staples Center in Los Angeles. After the men appeared on the kiss cam and locked lips, the crowd went nuts and cheered. The video of Parr and Evans' special moment has earned more than 85,000 views on YouTube. So, yay! Yay. Um, the, I never get the kiss cam when I'm in a game, but then I'm never in a game. So, so okay. Would you kiss a guy, even if, you know, even if you're dating someone or whatever, or, or you know, uh, you're with a guy yeah. and, the, and the kiss cam goes to you, would you really I mean, do I, make a... <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to do that really? Oh my God. With the tongue. You're going to... <laughs> That's gross. Well, kissing is not gross, but if you <coughs> if you do the you know uh, stick out your tongue and then <laughs> make out, it's supposed to be one romantic. Man's, one man's gross is another man's hotness. <laughs> okay. All right, let's go to the geek. The geek right now, probably you are watching this on your unlimited data plan on your AT and T. Probably no. Okay, so AT&T, uh, for the past year or so, AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, they, are, they, they have data caps and everything. Except for, okay, fine, T-Mobile, they may have uh, an, unlimited fans right now. the AT&T plan like I used to be. Yeah, you used to be grandfathered in, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so AT&T, unlimited mobile data plan is back. Okay, but there's a catch. It's only available to UVerse and Direct TV subscribers. So... You're kind of screwed if you're not. So you have to have UVerse, DirecTV, and a phone through AT&T. Then you can have an unlimited yeah. AT&T. Uh, so they're making enough money off you, it doesn't matter at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after discontinuing its unlimited data plan back in 2010, AT&T has brought them back as a bundle with its UVerse TV and new DirecTV services. If you're a subscriber on either of those, oh, either, it's not... It's not... Uh, well, yeah, you have to be one or the other. Yeah. One or the other. Uh, the plan costs $100 for a single smartphone with additional lines at $40 each. That's a far cry from the $30 that grandfathered uh, subscribers of the older unlimited plans pay, through. Uh, though AT&T will also lop $10 off of your DirecTV or UVerse bill. New subscribers will get throttled at the same 22 gigabyte limit as older users. Uh, but we'll also get unlimited texts and talking. So 22 gigabytes is pretty big still, and you get throttled when you reach that point. I, I can't even use 6 gigabytes in, in the month on my phone. So, yeah, it's I just wish we had decent Wi-Fi here at the house so I could watch TV. What do you mean? You watch? <laughs> it's not enough? 50, 50 MBPS is not fast enough for Watching you? a movie, I had to keep downgrading and downgrading the this, this, uh, quality of it so it would quit stopping. Oh, really? I had to watch Hotel Transylvania 2 the other night, and every 
for the first 10 minutes of it, I had to keep going in and stopping the movie and downgrading and downgrading until finally I was first like, world problems. Like on like somebody was just flipping the screens for me. Oh, okay. Look, man, no hands mm-hmm. and you're satisfying yourself. Mm-hmm. Look, man, your hands. Okay. All right. On to the bizarre. All right. Let's go to the bizarre. Man sets himself and apartment on fire while trying to kill bed bugs. I can understand this. There could have been a spider involved too. A man accidentally <laughs> set himself and his Detroit, apart- Detroit apartment on fire while trying to kill bed buds, according to reports. The unidentified 30 year old is a tenant sprayed rubbing alcohol on his couch and body early January 3rd in a bid to eliminate the pest. The D- Detroit Free Press reported. He sat around 4.30 a.m. and lit a cigarette and also tried to burn one of the critters, but the alcohol-soaked chair caught fire. The seat in his body went up in flames, which spread the rest of his eighth-floor apartment at the St. Anton Gardens Complex in Midtown. The man escaped but the devastating blaze, but suffered severe burns, according to CBS Detroit. Jo- Johan LaRosa, another resident at the complex, saw the man in the lobby and prayed with him at, at his request before emergency crews arrived. He was melting. Uh, LaRosa told the Detroit Free Press, I was scared. He was screaming. The injured man was taken to the hospital where he's now recovering. His current condition is not known. Detroit is the most bedbug-infested city in the U.S., followed by Philadelphia, Cleveland, and Los Angeles, according to a report that the pest control company Terminex, which reminds me not to go to Detroit, Philadelphia, Cleveland, or Los Angeles. They used to have a big bedbug problem. They have a bedbug problem? They used to. I stayed in in a hotel in New York one time, and the next day I was all... Itchy and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Bed bugs. So it's just interesting that. Oh, wait. Okay. There's one story that I'd like to tell about. Uh, there was one time here in the stairs, before Ray went upstairs, there was this slowly s- s- small spider. You're lucky if I'd had gasoline, it'd have been doused and burnt. <laughs> Thank God you didn't have any. It was. A spider, a small spider, right in the Doused stairs. Doused with gasoline and burnt. And Ray just, he was, he was scared. It was just, oh my god! It just, there's a spider. <laughs> the spider was this big. No, it was not that big. It was barely a finger. And he was sitting there hissing at me, going. <laughs> it was funny. Ray was just scared. And then I had to take and care of it. It was a brown recliner. Brown recluse. Brown recluse. <laughs> what did I do? Did I did I kill it or did yes, I? You killed it. I think I captured it and put it outside, or did I flush it? What did I, I do? I flushed it. Okay. The only good spider is a dead spider. <laughs> Poor Ray. Anyway, it's about like that day we were visiting Maryland, uh, Jane Mansfield, Maryland, Jane Mansfield's grave along. Oh yes. And we turned around. There was all these. Uh, riding spiders everywhere now about scream like a big old girl. <laughs> he stayed in the car. Oh, well, Mike was trying to take a good picture of, you know, the Mansfield, uh, uh, cross, uh, you know, crucifix or cross. There's a cross there. And then there was this big spider almost got one. No, there so were funny. numerous big spiders. It was like a scene out of arachnophobia. <laughs> so you must have loved arachnophobia. Did you watch it? I watched it. But when, then... When I closed... I switched eyes. He switched eyes. It's got uh, John Goodman in it. Yeah. So let's talk about our audience feedback in your XTube <laughs> channel. He's getting let's talk about Manard's XTube channel because I went and checked this out 
and it is you. No, it's not me. That is so you, man. It's not me. Thanks, Jay, and for Mr. the link. I don't know anything about BDSM doing a sounding and stuff live. No, like, it's oh, not me. Jay, thank you for the link. Mike really appreciates it, <laughs> but it's, it's not no. me. <laughs> you kinky little bastard, Jay. You've been holding out on me. Jay, all. you're so naughty. I can't believe you watch Fair Lover. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, so I guess that's it. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, it was pretty fun. And um, uh, what else are we going to do this week? Oh, no, I'm still recovering from being sick. So You don't sound sick anymore. That's well, good. I'm still going you know, I resisted thing. because you were sick. I was in New Orleans. Mike was sick too. And I'm still okay. Because I've been around all you guys and that... Wow, I'm kind of resisting you guys. But you were sick the week before. Oh, you, oh, you, since the, it's possible that the antibiotics was he- helping yeah, me helped you. help me uh, resist it, maybe. That's, that's also a possibility. We'll see. Anyway, so I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you, everyone, for watching or listening to the show. We have three more episodes to go before our last episode is episode 600. The last is going to be, I don't know, three weeks from now. And... Uh, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed after all these years of this show, of this show go running. And then, yeah, okay. If you want to email, email us, uh, send your emails to show at bearpodcast.com. Or you can still give us a call and get your voicemail on the show at 206-222-2327. That's 206-222-BEAR. Give us a call and leave us a message, and we will gladly play it on the show. Yeah. But call soon. Because we're ending on episode 600. The last episode is episode 600. And the subscribe via iTunes and Vimeo YouTube. And you can also uh, listen to the show on the Stitch Radio and uh, Bear Radio Network. And go to the official website at bearpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you, everyone, for watching, listening. And we'll catch you guys in the next episode of Bear Podcast. Many wolves and many hugs. Wolf, what a bear. Wolf, what a bear.